Uh, go ahead and sing the song from Shira. Let's just open the open the episode up when you'll just sing that song that you know so well. One, two, okay. three, four. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sort of an instrumental part. Shira, you know. Well, this is actually the part. Oh. The, the, the symphony's still um, tuning. Okay. Up, just so me. you just want to. Some say it's the hit. most beautiful sound uh, in the world. <laughs> But you just gotta wait. Uh, hold on, uh, second violin's tuning itself to the first violin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Mr. Holland is coming up to the stage. Uh, <laughs> tap tap tap. He's he's about. To, uh, oh, mm-hmm. I just I just checked the licensing. We didn't get it. Uh, we ah. should probably just go ahead with our theme song. Sorry, Mr. Holland. Good luck in retirement. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ. My name's Damon. Hi, DJ. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? It's been ages since it's... we talked about He-Man. <laughs> it's not yeah. like we just did the intro for that five <laughs> seconds ago. Here's the problem with talking yeah. about She-Ra. I was mm-hmm. a boy, and that's a girl show. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point, and that's why uh, this episode will only be 10 seconds long, and it'll just be <laughs> us uh, making raspberries, because girl stuff is for girls. That's for girls. Uh, I watched She-Ra. Uh, she came on right after Heeman. Yeah. Um, I was always struck by the fact, uh, as a, maybe a proto-feminist, or probably a proto-gayman, um, <laughs> I, uh, that Heeman, uh, his thing was, uh, by the power of Skull. And buckle your fucking seatbelts for this. She-Ra's, do you remember what hers was? By the power of He-Man? <laughs> no, that would be far worse, actually, in retrospect. <laughs> this is going to make my comment less interesting. <laughs> but hers was by the honor of Skull. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's some weird slut-shaming, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, why is that? Keep your integrity, girls. Your power is honor. I'd hate for you to be, you know, a bunch of just used up goods uh, when when He-Man comes to town. <laughs> Who's also your brother, actually, in retrospect. Wait, are they brothers and sisters? I okay. believe so. I didn't ever, I don't think I, re- I'm sure I must have watched some She-Ra, but I don't, I didn't watch it as... Um, as regularly, was it like a, was it actually a spinoff or did they like come off, at, come at the same time? It was an actual, sh- she had her own show. I remember because I would get, just because I was more into He-Man, I would get really excited because every, both shows sort of followed the same format, which I think were like the pre opening credits would be a short scene with the villain, uh, laying Ooh, out their yeah. scheme for the episode. Just like Aquatine Hunger Force. she <laughs> sure. Um, but She-Ra's villain, whose name escapes me, he had a Skeletor vibe. He was somewhat Skeletor-themed, but not Skeletor. Okay. Uh, he would be there, and he would lay out his scheme. But sometimes Skeletor would be in that initial She-Ra Ooh. scene, and that meant it was a crossover nice. episode, which felt like they came along very often. <laughs> Even to my kid brain, I was like, oh, a lot of He-Man episodes in the She-Ra show, but it never works the right. other way around where, where She-Ra's coming on He-Man's show. So, But I would get really excited if, if Skeletor was in that intro because that was like a sign that during the course of the show, He-Man would show up He-Man. in She-Ra's land. They just did a, a reboot of She-Ra, right? Even before the... Yeah, and it's supposed to be great. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm, that's, 
That's really the uh, the main reason I wanted to do these is because I want to watch the new one. I want to have a re a, like a good reason to, other than entertainment. You know, TJ, you don't you don't have to write it off your taxes. You can just watch these shows if you want. No, there are no guilty pleasures. Just I'll be pleasures. <laughs> That's true, especially if you have the wrong opinion. <laughs> you'll be punished by the internet. Uh, I have no specific memories of Shira other than uh, I hope it's like more than just a sort of like reskinned human you know like uh i hope there's something else to it even in the old version but i i don't have a lot of faith i don't have a lot of faith that the he-man which we haven't watched yet for the record we even though uh that episodes are out we haven't at this point talking about it haven't watched he-man yet so i I don't have good a lot of faith that he-man is going to be good and i have uh this about the same amount of faith that because He-Man's just a half-assed uh, cash-in. Yes. And you're scared that She-Ra will also be a half-assed cash-in of a exactly, half-assed cash-in. Exactly, yeah. There... Which is a quarter-ass Was this one as toyetic, do you remember? I know that there were She-Ra yeah. toys. Those are girl toys. I, you I can't imagine, have that. Those I mean, are girl toys. Can you become a non-toyetic thing when you're already a spin-off of a toyetic thing? I mean, thing? if people don't buy the shit, I guess, like, it's still toyetic. But the toys still are still toyetic. made. Yeah. Got anything else to add about She-Ra? Did she get a movie? No, I don't think She-Ra no. got a movie. Because, I mean, the He-Man movie also did Famously poorly. bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, it even does, does the classic uh, hubris-laden uh, end credit stinger for a, a sequel that never gets mm. made. Where Skeletor comes out of the lava like, he fell into, uh, and he's like, hey, I'm back, boys, or whatever he would say. And uh, and then a sequel never and they were like, this movie dedicated to the brave soldiers of the Mujahideen. <laughs> <laughs> Has there Ooh, ever been a worse? This just aged Has there ever really? been a worse stinger? Wait, has that ever happened? Stay tuned for Harvey Weinstein's next movie. <laughs> like he's James yeah. Bond. Wait, uh, wait, was there a movie oh, that was yeah. dedicated to the Brave Soldiers of the Mujahideen? Yep. Which movie was it? I think it was Rambo 3. Mm. You'd think Sylvester Stallone would be smart enough to not do that. Just Rambo kidding. 3, 1988. You know, they didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know about war. Which, 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 who are the Mujahideen? Uh, Afghanistan? They, yeah, they basically. A spinoff became yeah, Al-Qaeda? yeah, pretty much. Ooh, you hate to. Kind, hear I mean, kind of like you know, that's uh, an oversimplification by far. But uh, right, but that would have been like Osama bin Laden and and yes, yeah, that mm-hmm. crowd. Yes, they were fighting the so. It's a proxy war. You know, a lot of things happen in a proxy war. You don't, you can't keep up with the proxies. Yeah, come on, whose proxy is this? You might say. I mean, we have to be here fighting this war. There's no other way. <laughs> But the important thing is that we learned our lesson and we never got entangled in Afghanistan ever again. Anyway, She-Ra. <laughs> uh, well, that's about all we got. So we're going to watch She-Ra. We'll be back in just a minute. You know what the best thing about this dimension as opposed to... The dimension that uh, <laughs> Etheria is in, which the, be- I the think dimension a- we're we are currently in, yeah, uh, hamburgers, yes, uh, Great British Bake Off, yes, 
um, a lack of t- twiggets. Call me yes. racist, but I just don't want. Them <laughs> I do, out. and I do. Uh, but the best thing is that you can just go. You can just type in patreon.com slash inner child's an idiot and you can support our show that's the best thing you can't do that was actually my fourth one but i thought you wanted a type three on that yeah well yeah i agree it's it doesn't rank higher than those so fair enough um but you can become a patron of the show you can support us you can help us keep the lights on over at uh the factory the podcast factory what are we, Jim um, and Tammy Faye now, keeping the lights on? We're trying we, to get our, our look, message out there? It takes a lot of coal um, <laughs> that we have to shovel into the... Uh, a scuttle. A scuttle? Did you just a make coal that scuttle. up, or is that real? No, a okay. coal scuttle. Um, so <laughs> You're like a Flynn Dicker bird? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. We've changed from Jim and Tammy Faye Baker to Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob yeah. Cratchit. Yes. And we can't afford more coal. Winter's coming. <laughs> And uh, it gets cold. You can't podcast when it's cold because your teeth are chattering. That's bad tape. That's true. You don't want to eat and you don't want to be cold. We literally use tape also. That's very expensive. So (laughs) kick in a little bit. Okay. Patreon.com slash Sharon Johnson. And we are back. We watched several episodes some might say too of, many episodes. A varying of, number of episodes of She-Ra, I feel like. She-Ra, the Princess of Power, from 1980-something. Six? Maybe. I want to um, say six? We'll go through and we'll tell you what episodes we have. We did not do a great job of recapping this time, except for... Okay, so, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. We, we did not watch these together. We watched them on our own, and we also watched them... Uh, far apart in time as well because you watched it a while ago because you did not want to pay for stars mysteriously i did not want to pay for another (laughs) streaming service especially one named stars with a z at the end correct and i watched it uh i said look i've got all this extra income and i need it out i need it out i've got all this sweet sweet patreon money I need to spend it and spend it hard. You registered so, yourself as a nonprofit and you have to get rid of yeah. all this money before year's end. Yeah, exactly. Or else we don't get the same funding next year. That's how 501c3. It's not, not going to happen. Works. Because I watched the first three uh, earlier, I was not doing a great job of recapping. So it might be a little nebulous on the recap, the first three, but then I got it after that. So we watched. I assume uh, that most of our audience has watched these uh, with us. And I'm so sure you're won't. watching along with us. Sometimes nothing happens. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Especially because we learned this the first, I think, five episodes. Is it five? Are they're actually, they were released as like a movie. Like yes. it was like a, a it was a He Man, Shira, a, a, a handing off of the baton, as yeah. it were, and the so skull baton, right? And so they they broke that up into five pieces. So we didn't realize that when we started, and so we were like, episode one, here we go. And then we're like, oh man, she's not even Shira yet. <laughs> she's and just then, like hanging out with her friends, and then we'll just keep watching. And then the second one. Fuck, she's still not Shira. <laughs> and then finally it happens in the third one. And then there's still two more. So we didn't watch all of those because look, we have real jobs as well. We've got stuff to do. Real is a strong word. But okay, yes, yeah. we do have jobs. No, I just didn't want to. That's the truth. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest with you. So we watched did we even say this in the intro? Which ones we were gonna watch? Yeah. I don't remember because we, we, we watched Into Etheria, the first one. First one, episode one, season one. And you kept going, episode two, but you warned me. Well, I don't know what episode two, two is called. 
but it's into the next Etheria one. Part Two, probably. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but then you informed me that Episode Three is when the Shira first Shira transformation happens, so I skipped to that one, and then I gave up on that. Mm-hmm. That's here because we had other episodes that we wanted to get to, and then we watched. I'm not going to give you the episode's number because I don't want to tell you. I don't want to lead you astray if you do want to watch these. But it's supposed to be season one, episode 21, which is uh, the sword in the stone or the stone in the sword. Sorry. Play on words. A clever, you know, you can see why I made that mistake. Um, (laughs) Season one, episode 47, because there is no God. It's called the price of power. Season one, episode 50, just like me. Season one, episode 56. Of Shadows and Skulls, spoiler alert, my favorite one. Mm, and then thank you for the heads up. We watched questionably season two, episode twenty-four. These episodes yeah, no, were on on uh, through stars were a little oh, out yeah, of you order. You encountered that as well. Yes, so, I didn't know if it was an Apple TV issue where I was pulling stars in. Yeah, that's well, that's like what I watched it on too. So I'm not sure where they misnamed them, but the episode is titled "The Inspector." Um, you just want to hit skip intro. If you don't see the inspector, you want to go back to get the out menu, of there. pick a new one. Yeah. Okay. So episode one, we get, we're introduced to a lot of stuff. This is Etheria, not to be confused with Eternia, which is where He-Man is from. Now, I didn't get as much like sort of solid ground as far as like what is this another planet or is this another dimension because i think keep... over the course of the episodes it is a whole new planet it's not a dimension um, but they but send them through planet. like dimensional they mentioned dimensional portals but i think oh. that just is where they're going back and forth between the planets yeah there's a there's a there's a hall in castle grayskull where you can just go to other planets i guess and that's what he-man uses to go to etheria yeah. and uh well and the sorcerers, catch up with the gang the sorcerers can like send a portal and stuff or something. I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. It's it not the important that you understand the story this. integrity of a, a casual He-Man episode. Yeah, it's ah, not here's important. Here's door. Go. <laughs> the important thing that you know is that Eternia and Etheria are different places. Adora is our main character, sort mm-hmm. of. Not really in this first bit, but she is. She becomes Shira over time. But if, uh, when we first meet her, she's actually working for the Horde. And Hordak, who is our big bad, he can make little weapons out of his arms. That's kind of cute. And a vacuum in one of the episodes, which is awesome. And, and uh, useful. This definitely, like, I, not as intensely as He-Man, but I definitely watched this a lot as a kid because some of the imagery came back. Like, yeah, I feel like I had a Hordak... Uh, action figure because yeah. the minute i saw him i was like no this guy seemed i have a tactile memory of this yes. character uh and his big bone cowl that's behind him um so i did have i did remember him and uh the flat-handed guy what was his name uh i don't did we ever actually encounter him we do actually yes in these first yeah he episodes. sucks energy out of you what was his name it was he, i don't know flapjack do i'd hate remember? to misname him leech Oh, he's kind of the rogue of the group. Is that, did I do that right, X-Men-wise? Doesn't rogue uh, uh, take uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. What have yeah, you? I got you. I, I was, uh, immediately went to D&D because I've gone full nerd. Um, <laughs> Don't go where I can't follow. <laughs> oh, we also encountered the guy, this was, uh, he was also at my grandma's house. I think my cousins, Josh and Travis, may have had him and left him at, at, at Alno mm. and Russell's. Um, but that red fellow that was one of Hordak's guys with the bulging eyes. And he no, oh, legs. the guy with the bulging eyes is uh, Mantena. 
Mantena. Yes. I remembered him as well. He's like a very sniveling, mm-hmm. more comic reliefy kind of villain in this one. He there- also has three legs, which uh, was not uncommon in She-Ra villains. There's another guy. Four. Later He's got on. like two sets. Oh, he does. Legs. There's yeah. another guy that has three legs, and I was like, God, you really hate your animators. Like, that was a four really- is one thing. Yeah. Three. Fuck off. That was actually a really large penis. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Then Pro- uh- progressive. To show, finally, men with big penises will have their day. Finally, we'll show penises in children's cartoons. <laughs> we really um, did it. People fought us, yeah, understandably, but we did it anyway. This is the progressive agenda that we're here for. <laughs> what we've been fighting for. Hordak is already in control of Etheria. Like we, when we bust in, it's already the worst case scenario. Hordak and his horde, the mm-hmm. evil horde. Clever name. They control the <laughs> planet, and there's a rebellion, and our beloved Adora is actually with Hordak. She was kidnapped of, as a baby, we find yes. out, and uh, Hordak took her back to Etheria and raised her essentially as uh, the, I believe her title is Force Captain of mm-hmm. the Horde. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, which sure. I will say, I mean, just to interrupt, this is immediately one, I understand it a trillion times better than how Eternia works. I'm immediately like, okay, there's immediate pathos, there's immediate stakes. Right. Um, there's already a more interesting backstory than Prince Adam could ever conjure up um, in that she works for the bad guy and obviously will be uh, will switch sides and have to fight her adoptive father for the rest of the series. Yeah. That's already, I don't know if it ever, the show in general ever meets that challenge right, right, of how yeah. great that setup is, but that is a mini- million times more interesting yes. than He-Man ever was. And I was like, oh, okay, Hordak actually seems dangerous because he actually controls the planet and is enslaving the people who live here, yeah, rather he- than Skeletor, who just seems like a thug who lives on the wrong side of Eternia, who occasionally fails to do anything every week. Yeah. Or yeah, five it- times a week, more likely. Round about 3.30. <laughs> In some in some markets, get your juice box, <laughs> get your little snack, settle in. We're gonna watch some hymns and some Shira. Cheers. So this is a full on crossover. We start basically with the He Man character. Flintstones meets the Jetsons yeah. level of of crossover appeal. Yeah, and so the sorceress is involved, and she's like, she kind of sets the tone for He Man. Like, hey. <laughs> There's somebody over here. Impression. Somebody over here that needs your help, and I have no power outside of the castle. And I was like, "Did we know that?" That seems to be maybe that explains why she's always fucking in the castle and never anywhere <laughs> she's else. Fucking faffing about in the castle. <laughs> Although there is a few episodes of Heman where she is in her Falcon form, where they just cycle the animation as they complained last episode, and yeah. she's just talking for like reams of dialogue while they just show the same like six cells of animation over and over again. <laughs> so maybe when she's in Falcon form, she can leave. I don't want to. I don't want to go into a whole diatribe about the sorceress's powers and or limits I think of her. Her yeah, power, she but can leave. She can't. Sure. She just maybe doesn't have power or doesn't have the extent. Of, who knows? You want to change into a falcon before you leave Castle Grayskull because you won't be able to do it once you get there. Right. It's like peeing on the road with Harry Xanthopoulos. Do it now. <laughs> I'm not stopping. Just stop. Like, and when mom says it, you stop. Why can't we say it? Just there's so many places to pee now. Just stop. We're lousy with places to pee. It's great. 
You're going to give yourself a UTI. Just stop. <laughs> Adam and Cringer go to this oh, yeah. other dimension. Fan favorite. Cringer is just jonesing for some food. He loves food. We don't get enough a of that. A new factor about him that I didn't yeah, realize. I, I didn't, Only making him more Scooby-Doo-like. He's more annoying than ever before. And then it's also <laughs> like they, he, they immediately order food. And I'm like, where? Order food? You, they go to this like inn and order food. Oh. I'll have the fish. And we're all like, do you, where, where, you just said you went to, a, at this point, they, they said something that made it seem like they were going to another dimension. You don't even know, but even if it's another planet in the same dimension, you don't know, is there air? You don't know, to quote Galaxy Quest. Like they, <laughs> they, there's like, you're just eating fish? This is not something to get hung up on. But I was like, this seems weird. No, you're the not- thought passed my, my brains as well. I'm like, that's pretty confident ordering there. You don't want to see a menu or anything. Yeah. You just want to order fish. You don't even know. Maybe they do have fish, but you don't know what the fish of the day is. Rude. Yeah. It's like in movies where they're like, I'll have a beer. I'm like, come come just on. Beer. We've all ordered beer. beers. We know the immediate follow-up question is, and what kind of beer would you like? Um, but he does also eat it like Scooby-Doo or Heathcliff in a, to a, a lesser man. Um, he pulls the, pull, puts the fish in his mouth whole, pulls it out by its bones. Classic. Classic orange. We get immediately introduced to your favorite. Oh, oh. my God. Oh, my God. Uh, my eyes. He's a uh, fancy lad. There was like an old car horn noise um, in the background, and my eyes uh, came out of my skull. They twisted around each other, unwound, and went back into my head, and there was like the sound of blinds being pulled up really quickly when they went back into my head. (laughs) Bo, we met Bo, who's a bowman. Makes sense. Bo the bowman. Yeah. Um, And I thought it would be like a play on words and that his name would be spelled in the French style. No. Incorrect. B-O-W. Yeah. I tried to Google him, and it was like, do you mean B-O-W? And I'm like, do I? I don't think so. That would be stupid. Oh, it is stupid. Okay. Oh, it is a dumb show. Um, But this is a lean ginger bow-pulling machine. Uh, He's got a little heart as his little crest. Yes, he does. He's got a a saucy little mustache. Yes. He's a very handsome man. Um, In a show, uh, or at least in Adam, in in, uh, Heeman's world, it's full of... Um, sometimes handsome, sometimes uh, grotesque monsters <laughs> with the same body type. But Bo, uh, Bo is uh, turning my crank. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking gets, lie about it. And in this one, he's he's uh, much more. He's very virtuous and very like brave and like you know is immediately like I'm part of this rebellion. Join us, and you know he teams up with Adam. You know, to defeat the uh, what are the robots, the horde robots, the, horde. the minions. I, I can't horde remember minions. if they have it. Yeah. And he has a little, uh, what, Sprag, is that its name? I'll tell you. I have a... Fr- oh, Cowl? <laughs> oh, Cowl is the, the flying owl thing. That's Cowl. Who sounds like Quentin Crisp, not like to be his confused last with, role. Not to be confused with Sprag, and to quote the show, that's Sprag, he's a twiggit, they live in the Whispering Woods. <laughs> just okay, the whole just, thing. You when don't I- have to shoot all the nonsense <laughs> at me like one of those... Gatlin gun nerf guns is what what? I was like, okay, all right, just take <laughs> take a breath. Wait, then which one's Sprague versus Cal? Which one was Sprague? I don't think Sprague weighed in a lot other than after this first little bit, because he was Sprague was um Mother May I, what is it? Madame Raz's uh <laughs> like little because she's also oh, the broom a Sprague. That she no, rides? that's broom. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I don't think Sprague is important to remember. He doesn't come up again in the episodes that we watched, at least. Okay. But he's a twigget. 
he is a twigette. Which, come on, it's 2021. We can't just be throwing that out. <laughs> He's a twinklet. <laughs> I'm now looking up Sprague just to... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's another sort of witchy lady. Or witchy man, I guess. Also, a Prince Adam riding uh, behind Bo on a horse was yeah. immediately more like, this is actually concrete homoeroticism in a way that He-Man uh, seemed like it would be able to deliver, but never did. And this is what I want. Bo and Adam on a horse. That's all I want. <laughs> I think um, if you will, I think, I think you, you must draw it. I think that's what we're <laughs> If you want to I can't be banned it. from Instagram again. <laughs> I can't that take was, that heat. It was the worst time of my life. They don't worry, they still reuse the animation when He-Man transformed from the other show. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, can you mail that over to us? We need it. <laughs> okay, so that's about all that happens in this first one. And then the second one we find or uh, I don't know what happens in the second one because I didn't watch it. But then the third one. Oh, the second one, I mean, it's just a lot of faffing about um. I think we sort of meet Adora more uh, clearly. We see her, I think, in that first episode, but this is one where she we encounter her. And then they kidnap Heman, mm-hmm. um, and he convinces Adora, like, please let me go. And then, you know, go and see what Hordak is doing. Because she's like, we're doing good. We're trying to bring peace to this world. Right. Um, and he's like, you need to go out and see what Daddy is doing. And then she did. And it wasn't great. He was enslaving or something. Whenever you're working for someone, for a company, if Horde LLC is on your uh, checks, yeah, dig into it a little bit, you know? Hiding in plain sight is what we call that. <laughs> He-Man does, at this moment, he disguises himself as a Horde minion, the robots, and puts the helmet on his, his little hair sticking out. That's uh, It's that's very cute. sloppy. It's very un-He-Man-like, but... Uh, because I feel like, well, no, I guess it is. There's not really anything consistent to say is Heman like, but I did very, write like, like He-Man not actually fails here, which was kind of yes. cool. Yeah, right. Because he gets caught, obviously. Because they're like immediately like, that's not a robot, right? Soldier. I like I like that it was just absolutely immediately like he's like, I'm going to dress as this robot, and they're like, let's see what those robots are doing. That's not a robot. Go kidnap that robot, please. And they did. Yeah, it's the so the the kind of lackey villains like the second tier so not the minion not the soldiers but the like the next tier up so our our ones that you'd have action figures for leech and uh grizzlor there if it was a multi-level uh marketing scheme hordak would be the one who the the weird mormon couple that came up with lularoe and then shadow (laughs) and mantana they'd be like the mentors right that they probably have more recruits than they know what to do with they don't really sell leggings anymore they're just mainly just recruiting more and more people they get to go on the cruises and stuff yeah uh and then you go all the way to the bottom and the the robots are just buying leggings they can't they're keeping them in their garage yeah they don't know what to do yeah uh it's sad it's sad in a way but they they it's funny because they're depicted often as like idiots and they say stupid things and Hordak gets mad and that was happening in He-Man too. Skeletor would be like you idiots and yeah. But they also like there's a several moments including this where they like immediately pick up on like plans like on the the good guys. They're they're like no that's not this is not happening like and I'm like see that's that's good because it's like there's a reason they're where they are. You get to see a little right. bit of competence, you know? <laughs> uh, Shadow Weaver. Can we talk about Shadow Weaver real quick? Absolutely. So Shadow Weaver is pretty Not much Orko. like She's sent the- by like uh, 
Oh, wait. <laughs> she looks like a standard wizard uh, creature that you might see in like a video game or something. She looks like a wizard from Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Except, I don't know if you picked up on this, but she is oddly pert bosoms that show through her just like her giant cloak that she's always wearing. She like has just like two green slits for eyes. You she's never see like her face. Hands. She's got creepy wizardy hands. Yeah. Um, and then just like breasts yeah. distracting, uh, not large even like normal sized breasts. But the fact that they're <laughs> on <laughs> this weird wizard woman is distracting. I kept saying, yeah, yeah. why does she have breasts like this? And why are, why is her cloak, which is otherwise billowing, like perfectly formed around these? Uh, yeah, it would have bosoms. to. If that were, if we were to try to make create that costume in reality, it'd have to be only tight around the bosom, <laughs> at the top, and then yeah. flow out immediately. <laughs> Probably some double sided tape. Let's face facts. Well, yeah, if you want to be careful. So but what we I'm find saying out is we know what our our costume is for Halloween. Oh yeah, we're both going as Shadow Weaver. <laughs> well, for I'll some go as Orko, which is a similar no face, which is a non sexualized Shadow yeah. Weaver. We find out that uh, Adam and Adora are twin twins. He's their twin brother. Yes, as a doctor would say, um, twin twinsies, twinsies, <laughs> and they have a mental link, which will all twins have. That's just. That's a fact. Uh, my cousins, Josh and Travis, they uh, just sometimes converse by staring at each other or looking off in the general direction of where the other one lives. Um, and if you try and talk to them during that time, they'll just respond with an inhuman scream. <laughs> is, That's just uh, twins for you. Is Tyler watching like the West Side Story or something? What's happening? <laughs> oh, he was watching some very disturbing documentary about two twins, honestly. <laughs> Not a coincidence. Um Oh, actually, I mean, I don't want to get into it. It's a real downer if I yeah, explain no, what's going on here. Did you notice that um, the, the, you know how, like, okay, so He-Man's transformation gives him a tan. Yes. And She-Ra's transformation gives her extensions. Her I hair did notice is that. Like she gets longer and few, fuller. A few more units in her in her head uh, than, than before. Um, otherwise, exactly the same. She has a, a horse. Even less so than, than He-Man. Yes, yeah. She has a horse instead of a tiger. I can't remember. What's the horse's name before it changes? Because it becomes Swift Wind, a, a Pegasus unicorn. Is there a word for that? Is there a creature name for a Pegasus? Isn't a Pegasus? Un- well, I think, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, sometimes people will. Uh, a unicorned Pegasus. We'll, we'll put horns on Pegasus. And as a, you know, a classics nerd, I'd be like, <laughs> actually, um, but. But the truth is, they're both made up, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, it's also like, there's no, like, taxonomy that, you know, there's no, like, uh, mythological uh, zoologist who's like, I'm going to have to take you aside. Um, You won't be accredited as a show if you put a horn on that Pegasus. This is the first time we hear She-Ra's song. Um, Yes. Well, I mean, we hear it before because, you know, they split this up into episodes, but fucking slaps, man. Oh, Yeah. She I know you liked up. the He-Man song but this one I was like, no, this is what gave me the same reaction that you had last time when you were like, yeah. when He-Man's song starts, I'm like in, in it for the action. Yeah. It excites you. But like, She-Ra's song is awesome. It's good. Whereas this- He-Man's song felt very generic and it's just like, yes. He-Man. Um, this is like, She-Ra, She-Ra. 
I like the chord changes right after that, where it's is also the uh, uh, Hunger Games, though. Oh, is that what they whistle? Yeah. Uh, I watched um, three quarters of those movies. You made a good choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, and then it's got the the fanfare right after that. Plus, she he gets rocks, like lightning, but she gets this like swirl, like fun cone swirl that goes around her. Uh, it looks a lot yeah. more fun. Like it this says, lady in the- I want to hang out with. Plus, it doesn't look like Swiftwind objects to be being transformed as opposed to Cringer, who um, is actively um, resisting. It says magical sword chirping in the closed caption, just in case <laughs> you want to know an identification of that sound. Uh, yeah, no, her. I thought I thing, recognized it. It is kind of bullshit that she is like, I say the what is the secret by the but by the for honor the, of Grace. for the honor of Grayskull. Oh yeah, and then it also is bullshit that it's still Grayskull. Yeah, right. That's a, like, like a castle on another planet. And she, well, you know, is she? I guess maybe that's still where she gets her power because that's she's the twin. But it's also like you don't ever fucking deal with Grayskull. Like you're not even there. Yeah, you should be by the and power of whatever. She deals with the crystal castle. Yeah. At least in the episodes we watched, she only went there once. Anyway, um, the next episode we watched was the Stone and the Sword, where we yes. get to hear her. We get to see her first, her like real intro for the uh that's the first time i saw it where it's uh, she mentions no, yeah. the fabulous secrets not fabulous powers fabulous secrets which, which also is a little bit gayer than fabulous powers it's like it, fabulous secrets i'm like i know some fabulous secrets. <laughs> <laughs> i had a lot of fabulous secrets as a kid i'll tell you some shit that bitch didn't want you to know that's what i was telling you <laughs> she's Port- gonna spill the tea i don't have a good recap of this one but i do know this is where the H- hordak introduces the doom balloon Oh my god, it has one of my favorite lines, which is up, up and away in my wicked doom balloon. And I'm like, what is this show? Just making a fifth dimension reference for the kids. For the kids of the 80s. Um, this one is the one, the, uh, so the difference between She-Ra's sword and He-Man's sword is she has a little jewel that I think she can see things in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Why not? Fuck, it depends on the writer and the episode. It's fine. Um, and uh, at some point it gets damaged and cracked and she has to get it repaired. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you I don't want to take that. I think the, it uh, pulls a Wizard of, the, Wizard of Oz where like she had the power to repair the stone all along. Yeah. Which even when I was a kid watching Wizard of Oz, I'm like, fuck you, Glinda. Yeah. Why did we do all this? What just... was all this? I almost died. I almost <laughs> died, Glinda. <laughs> Glinda. Glinda. <laughs> Glenda. I almost died. Prepare to talk to my lawyers. <laughs> I like that you have more than one. Call my team. <laughs> Dorothy Gale, her family was uh, poor in, you know, uh, material wealth, but rich in lawyers. <laughs> A lot of lawyers in rural Kansas. <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> Turn of the century. Turn of the century. She has sword performance issues after that, like... <laughs> after the crack because so but it's it doesn't really you can all, do all a lot, I know is even that, without the sword you can do a lot don't limit yourself just to that <laughs> just because you're having sword performance issues i do like that like they go somewhere to fix it i can't remember and they're just like was it to the it wasn't the castle it was no maybe it was i don't remember but i remember that there's just like this 
gaping maw, this like stone mouth, and they're like, walk into this mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, like, she has to sort of like, like go okay. through a trial. Like she has yeah. to do like these Herculean things to sort of prove her courage. Her it might strength, be the Crystal Palace or something because it ended up being like she goes to the good guys, but they put her through these tests. It's not like the it's not like uh, Hordak is putting her through all this. This is and like, then they were like, you yeah. you proved your worth. Here's the stone. She be showed careful. her. That's right. She shows her like different elements of her courage because she it climbs felt up very the Zelda thing to me, actually. it did yeah it was <laughs> yeah i this this uh that was kind of interesting i guess although it's like it wasn't until the end where like you showed courage by doing this watch this footage <laughs> yeah well, here we go again okay all right yeah probably only killed 15 seconds with that but thank you i mean that's a lot in uh animations like thank that's you true. sir my wrist yeah. is about to come off but and just then this, the wrist somehow we get this is the first one that we that we watch at least where we get the Lookie's lessons at the end. So there's a little creature oh, who we don't otherwise see in the show, other than he is hiding somewhere in every episode. And I will say I will confined. venture to say they are hiding in every episode. <laughs> I yes. don't know if we ever get any confirmation. True, fair, um, fair. I will, I will not they, try to. I will try not to misgender Lookie. <laughs> they they are hidden in the background, and I did actually notice them. In this episode, oh, in this, and one. I was like, okay. "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then at the end, they pop up and they're like, "Did you catch me in today's episode? Let me show you." And then yeah. again, another chance to fucking reuse footage. But they do uh, add a little bit because then they jump. Then they out. turn around and wave. Yeah, they turn around and wave and then like jump out of the of the cell. It's pretty cute for a kids show. I think that's a pretty cute element. And then Lookie delivers the lesson recap for the, each what have we learned of this yes. episode so i kind of i kind of so like still that a dick mo- i mean it's still a lazy move in that you are reusing footage again and telling me yes. what i just saw in this episode um but there is an added uh, highlights for children element of did you catch yes. this weird thing yeah. in the background yeah oh i do have a quick question how many Please. lookies did you catch in the in the episodes we've watched not i think the only, earlier ones i think only two because i kind of wasn't really looking that I much. did get a little too into it. I think I caught three, though. Some of them were, nice. were really hidden. Yeah. Some of them were really hidden. They're a trickster. Yeah. Well, lucky. lucky. Oh, lucky. Oh, you, lucky Lou. Oh, you're too clever for me. Uh, so this uh, Price of Power, it was the I next got a recap. episode. You want it? Oh, do please, because I only okay. literally have three notes, and I'm reading them, and I'm like, I don't even know don't what even I'm this. talking about here. This is a Shadow Weaver featuring episode. Shadow Weaver attempts to take revenge on her former mentor, Norwin the Wizard, by turning his apprentice, Arden, <laughs> yes. to, to okay. the evil, to the dark side, or whatever, not, dark side, uh, uncapitalized. Um, right. <laughs> no, no trademark, but he doesn't. No force or of the moon <laughs> in this instance. Yeah, but... Uh, Arden realizes that, you know, like uh, Norwin, the wizard says, you know, of course her path is easier. It's hard to be good and to uh, be kind to people. You know, I never said it wasn't. And and Arden kind of learns his lesson and does not go to the dark side. And yay. And that's when you realize that that's where Dumbledore got that line. Yeah. Uh, It's time to choose what is right and what is easy. Fuck you, Dumbledore. Yeah. I knew he was a bastard. Even before he was transphobic, I knew he yeah, was a bastard. Know, I was going to say, you know someone who would uh, intentionally misgender Lookie? <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I didn't, they mentioned Shadow Weaver in the episode before, and I had not caught her name yet. 
in the in the previous episode. So I was kind of like, who the fuck is Shadow Weaver? And then now I'm imagining you at a cocktail party and you're like, I didn't uh, I didn't catch your name. Who? I noticed you put a gaseous spell on me to knock yeah. me out, but I didn't right before I feel like you said your name and I missed it. Who would you say you are? <laughs> and who does your cloaks? <laughs> she uh, awakens the Dark Riders uh, to something. Oh, yeah. And they're this is like very Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, they're, they look like ring wraiths, kind of. They've got, they're like skeletal. And they're like got these evil horses that they're flying on. Or do they? They had like they were like evil Pegasus. They had like kind of bat wings, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what, that's what you want to do. Na- Sorry, uh, Nazgul, you should have gone with yeah. just knock them out in one go instead of horses or giant dragons. Yeah, combo. This is on you. <laughs> they also explode, um, oh. which is interesting. <laughs> they so they're what chasing- does she send these Nazgul to actually do? To, uh, to okay, so she harass and. She kid well okay so she coaxes Arden away and Arden comes to hang out and she kind of basically like she doesn't she just like convinces him to chill there but instead of waiting for Norwin to come get him which he's on his way already she also sends the dark riders to like she's like I can't wait that long and like <laughs> and so they're fighting Norwin and uh Shira and then she, the, Norman just kind of like dodges, and then the horse hits the ground and just explodes. <laughs> so Norwin, like, being an old wizard, uh, just slightly moves out of the way, and the horse blows into pieces. Yeah, and then Shira does something similar, and the, every time they like they defeat them, they just explode, which is really a little weird. I did um, notice uh, we found out in this one that her sword can become a shield. She yes, said, t- sword to lasso. She'll, she can say sword to something, and it right. does that. Which was nice rather than He-Man's, I'll just use my sword exclusively as right. a shield. Yeah. So there. Yeah, she turns it into a lasso in this one. Oh, nice. Which we also find out that um, the there's, there's two different layers, because in the first episode we see Hordak's lair, and it's like a matrix style uh where's not zion but where's the where the bad guys live in in the matrix they live it's like a very steampunk or like cyberpunky it it has a very like it's all polluted it has this like weird uh almost like spider-like quality there's all these arms sort of coming up out of the earth it's pretty dope (laughs) no yeah it's it's very nice i mean snake mountain has its charms i love the architecture i love the snake uh, motif that runs throughout sure Um, but I do well, like Hordax very, There were different um, eras of architecture, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't... It's like comparing neoclassical to uh, yeah. colonial style. I mean, you're just not going to... Well, and then we get to the Moorish uh, elements of Horror Hall, which is... <laughs> I don't really understand... It's not Moorish. Um, I don't understand what Horror Hall is. It's a, Hard it's to say. Inside, it's Horror Hall inside the Nameless Volcano, but it's like... Nameless Volcano with a capital N, like that's the name of if it. If everyone's decided to call it Nameless Volcano, that is now its name. Yeah, making it Volcano, a nameful Just Volcano. Volcano, Tom Lee Jones. Um, but they, I guess that's maybe Shadow Weaver's lair. She has well, like her own sub layer. That I mean, I I kind of like that. I mean, they they all yeah. just uh, live there. They can't just all live at Hordak's place. He doesn't want that. He needs uh, Hordak time. I, I mean, when you've means, got, though. like, what's the point of having, like, a, a sprawling lair? 
like a city-sized layer if oh, other people yeah. if your if your folks can't live there. That's a, that's a good point, but on the other hand, it's like the, me on the other it, hand toys play yeah. sets. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know if they ever made a horror hall um <laughs> playset, but they could have if they got a, a third season maybe. Or if they could have come up with a better name. Horror. Did she name it that or is that its nickname amongst the rebellion? Does she know. ever say horror hall? Horror I don't know. It's getting worse and worse. Is it her? Someone, I, I put a quote in here. Someone says, no, I hit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that refers to. I don't remember either. And she also nearly reveals her, she reveals her her face to Arden. When yes. she's like, this is what happens when you use, when you get all this evil power. And, mm. you get, and he's like, ah, your face is hideous. And it was like, is this your cell? You're trying to sell <laughs> right. Usually you would do this. This is like when you buy something off TV or the internet, and then it comes with an explainer video that tells you all the things. Oh, don't. By the way, this yeah. can't do this. I just want to be clear that you can't use your pasta maker. Um, don't turn it on real fast. You don't want to go from speed one to speed three. You're going to have to wait a few seconds between each speed. That's um, not what it's for. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, Shadow Weaver, don't save the face until after he's like committed. Yeah, it's not a it's not a selling point that you're gonna be horribly disfigured, <laughs> right? Uh, did we did we get a backstory um, in this scene of her uh, actually giving li- into yes. her evil powers? So she yes, so she was Norwin's original or one of his original apprentices, and along with. Sp- Spellcaster, what was it? Spellcastrina or something like that. It was like I think it was Spellcastrina or something stupid. Spellcastra or something. It was like okay. yes, Spellcastra. I think it is Spellcastra. It was something like that where it was like that's that's stupid. <laughs> but anyway, so she she is his apprentice and then is coaxed by Hordak saying, you know, you will get more power if you use the power of this gem to just you know, tap into the evil forces and become like a, an evil wizard. You'll be more powerful than uh, Norwin ever could be. And she, so she betrays him and then you starts to grab the power of the gem, but then Norwin destroys the gem while she's in mid power drain, power up when she's getting jacked, getting huge. <laughs> right. She's doing wizard shredding. Uh-huh. And so she only gets a third of the power. They're very specific. She only gets a third of the power of the gem. <laughs> So she's still very powerful. Sure. Sure. But that's that's her deal. She's which is, uh, you know, that's pretty good. That's more that's more depth than I would have expected. Uh but also like who the fuck is this wizard guy? Cuz like we don't know. He's not yeah, like one I don't of know the if characters. he ever comes up again. Um yeah. this actually this episode is very similar to the next episode we watch, which is just like me, which also features a a, a headstrong child. Yes. Yeah, so this is I'll give you a little recap here. Please do. Modulok, which is a new oh, villain God. to us. Modulok. This is the three legged Yeah, fella. this is the three legged one. He's he's pretty creepy looking. He's a like big red demon guy. Yeah, he's got like snake face, three yeah. legs, standard stuff. Does he have lobster claws? Let's say he does. I have no way of knowing hey, at this point. Let's just go with it. No Modulok attacks <laughs> Modulok attacks a village. Uh, this is a village that grows food. And stores it for the rebellion. Another instance, by the way, of like stakes and creating a world. I'm sure. like, oh, okay, this is how they get their food. There are people who are in on it and helping the rebellion. Yeah, yeah and they're very... always like seeking to squelch that out. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, it's very Star Wars yes. by the numbers, yeah. but like, at least that's something. <laughs> Majulay attacks the village. Shira, Bo, and Lena, who's a the little girl of a village couple, um, they <laughs> uh-huh. murder Modulak in cold blood. Wow! Yeah, yeah. they hang him from town square. <laughs> no, they uh, they team up and and defeat him. She learns that she actually learned she's obsessed with Shira already, but then she also learns that Bo is a really is a hero as well, and is uh, Adora, the you know powerless version of Shira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she learns a little lesson there. I like this because this has uh, one of the funniest edits in the the show we the shows we watched, where um, like <laughs> Adora, I believe, gives Bo a task, and the next cut is him being jailed by the villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like here, go do this, and then the next thing is a door slamming in his face with bars, and uh, yeah, he's like, "You can't keep me in here forever." I'm like, "You are useless." When he's really. He's a whiny dick in this this episode because he's mad because the little girl, a little girl, like a nine year old girl, <laughs> right. is it has admiration for Shira, which good. <laughs> we don't have a lot of heroes. We don't certainly don't have a lot of female heroes. Right. You know, let her have this. And Bo gets butt hurt about it, and is and he True. says, uh, you know, like why Shira is not the only one. I'm like, I'm not even gonna help. Well, of course he does, but. He's he's really uh, whiny in this episode, and it's I actually actually kind of enjoy the personality, but I don't enjoy the personality if that makes sense. Like yeah, I mean, I pres- it was a very funny thing because uh, yes. he kept doing things, and the girl was just more and more into uh, Shira, and he's like, "Come yeah. on!" I'm like, "I then, helped you." And then even because she Shira gets drained of power from something, I don't know, and. Yeah. It's not important. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, she gets uh, the powers literally three yeah. minutes later. Majulak has this like big weapon that he turns his arm into this thing and whatever. But as Adora, she helps. And then mm-hmm. Lena's like, oh, Adora, you're my hero now, too. And of course, we didn't get it, but I assume Bo's like, fuck. <laughs> Another woman she looks up to. It's almost, just like she just, it's almost like she just identifies with <laughs> people that are like her. This is fucked. I just checked out her Netflix account and it said it offered her a bunch of movies with strong female leads. This fucking bitch. <laughs> she learns that, you know, the powers of love and faith and kindness are good as well. Wow. That's our that's also our Lookie recap. Love and kindness are also powers. Thank you, Lookie. Thanks, Lookie. This was a weird episode. It was very it was. charming in that uh, the girl looked up to Shira and wanted to be Shira, but also realized she could do things herself in her yeah. own power. She already has power within herself. But there's also a feeling uh, that because Shira is destined, or Adora is destined to be Shira, it was also like, look, you're never going to get to be me. So why don't yeah. you do your little peasant things and yeah. I'll do my Shira stuff? Meanwhile, Shira in this episode was oddly. Um, useless she did not do a lot of things and kept i think purposefully holding herself back she like hid behind a trailer at some point during this episode and waited until Bo had uh completed something and then she came out and then uh the girl like came out it was a very odd episode i know what they were going for but i feel like it had a lot of weird undercurrents that didn't sit quite right with me well you don't want to um offend your male colleagues that's a that's first off don't don't emasculate men by being competent, that's yeah. a good rule anytime. Yeah. That's evergreen. Um, Don't show them up. 
if they ever, you know, show any signs of being uh, uncomfortable by your power, you know, try and hide behind a trailer until yeah. it all Try to lose over. your power, at least temporarily. <laughs> you that would be great. Yeah. But uh, always look good with those extensions in. That yeah. would be also wonderful. Get your, yeah, get your, uh, get Fill your, your oats or whatever get your they do on. Say. I don't know. I can't <laughs> uh, of Shadows and Skulls is the next one. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, that Skulls feels really pointed oh, in this episode. Okay. Uh, does it? Interesting. <laughs> Here's your recap. Shadow Weaver, once again, she's had enough that of Hordak's so. abuse. She summons Skeletor from Eternia to help take Hordak down. But Skeletor, Skeletor captures Skeletor being the former mentee of Hordak. Is yes. Is that correct? We, found that, we find that out that Hordak actually trained Skeletor. So I don't know. We missed that episode. But Skeletor ends up capturing both of them, both Hordak and Shadow Weaver, double cross. But then he's eventually <laughs> defeated by She-Ra and the gang, and he's zapped back to Eternia by Shadow Weaver. And luckily, Hordak has amnesia, at least temporarily, from, from this uh, whole thing. And so they, she's fine. Yeah, she's <laughs> able to. She sends... Skeletor back to Eternia while he was saying, but she, uh, when he was about to say that Shadow Weaver was the one who brought me here to defeat you, and she yeah. sends him back right before he could say anything. And, and look, she's like, whatever he was going to say was probably going to be lies anyway. <laughs> yeah. Loki's recap is uh, if someone's mean to you, try to forgive and forget. So uh, take any abuse that's thrown at you, uh, mental, um, you know, physical, just kind mm-hmm. of absorb it and just sort of let it seep into your psyche. Let it affect your your uh, in, in interactions with other people. Loki, so, I know what you're trying to say, but I feel like this is probably not the moment to learn that lesson when we have a totalitarian yeah. dictator and his mentee about to destroy each other. <laughs> let him. I said this during the He-Man episode. Like, let Skeletor die. I don't know. Like, he's being killed by someone else. There's no blood on your hands. He's a terrible person. We also introdu- were introduced to the little pig monster. Hordax named Imp. Oh, this character. Oh, the minute I saw him, I was like, no, I don't want you here. Full Scrappy-Doo. Full Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, full Scrappy-Doo. We also get Nailhead, which is a new villain guy, and he had a really weird, uh, like, kind of halting way of speaking, but otherwise he was just kind of like a spiky guy. Wait, I don't remember Nailhead. Let me put him in my uh, Shiro wiki real quick. Yeah, get, get that. Pull that up. Pull him up. Oh, I keep the problem with Shira is it keeps coming up with the new one. I'm like, no, 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 that's not, not what I not want. Nailhead. I don't see him here. I got a quote on IMDb. This is the best I can do right now. Please. Well, Nailhead, what shall we do to make our life miserable for King Randor today? Oh, so he's a Skeletor. <laughs> he's a uh, oh, He-Man that, villain. Mm, see, now that's gonna. So I didn't really Amen. commit to the Skeletor voice, but I will later. Don't worry. Yeah, don't strain yourself. Save it. Still, he's definitely not like a popular one because he is not coming up. No. I'm getting x-rays of people who've gotten nails lodged in their heads. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's real, I swear. Go on. We also get one of the best uh, insults, which is when Hordak says, You boneheaded bog warbler. I mean, Hordak is fine. The problem is, like, Skeletor is a ineffectual villain who has a li- I don't want to give him too much credit, but he has a little bit more character. He's Hordak got a fun voice. Very, and, yeah. Yeah. 
A fun psycho Behold animation. Behold my mystic cage of bone! <laughs> <laughs> Deranged. Like that's, you can't do better than when Hordak's like, you idiots. It's just like more normal. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, and it's just, just someone like, who's put yeah. off by the people he's hired. Yeah. Um, and he also is, he's not as graphically interesting. Like Skeletor, I'm like, I know what a skull looks like. So that's kind of creepy. He's got this little yeah. hood. Hordak is like this white-faced... It's got ridges. It's hard to yeah. know what the animators are going for with yeah, his head. Yeah, it's kind of like, is it cyborg or demon? It's kind of somewhere between. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. This towel that's lined with like cartoon bones, like, yeah. you know, the doggy bone shape. Right. He's just not as graphically interesting or identifiable as Skeletor, who's just it. a BDSM guy with a, a tiny hood <laughs> um, and a big yellow skull. He also says something that I, I'm going to try to work into my everyday uh, life, which is, I can't remember when I've had a more pleasant day. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. I do enjoy that. And I do also, I actually had written down, how shall we make life miserable for King Randar? Which, by the way, was the first time I actually heard the king's name from He-Man in another ancillary show. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote, uh, I can't remember when I've had a more pleasant day, which is when he tricks Shadow Weaver and Hordak into his mystic cage of bones. Everything's coming up Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we also find I did like this. I like the idea that Hordak is also a mentor to Skeletor, and they had some yeah. falling out at some point. I don't know yeah. if we get much more information. Uh, yeah, it on makes what you want to learn more. Which was. is good. yeah, um, but that also was very interesting uh, and a little bit undercut by the next episode we watch. But um, I, I like that again, adding layers to these characters, which I felt like He Man refused to do, actively refused. Speaking of layers, we also find out Bo plays some sort of instrument in this episode. He's playing like Is a, it like a lyre? Yeah, it's like a harpsichord lyre kind of thing. It's obviously like supposed to be otherworldly kind of, but it's, he's definitely got a lute sort of vibe. His overbearing him. mother made him take lessons. <laughs> oh, mother, I can't. <laughs> mother, let me practice my bow. <laughs> There's also another good Skeletor. What? In this one. Uh, that is true. I did write the last thing I wrote, which is, um, I think this is a quote from Bo, which is why they let Skeletor live but sent him back to Eternia and stopped him from damaging Hordak. Bo says, Hordak may be our villain, may be a villain, but he's our villain, which is pretty much the <laughs> tact of the United States in um, ensconcing uh, dictators in power in the Middle yeah, East, yeah. which is not a good look, Shira. Don't Don't do that. Too soon, you know. We just left <sighs> Af- Afghanistan. After only, you know, what, 50 years of trying to <laughs> muck it up? I want to move on to the last episode we watched. Yes. Was... The Inspector. Okay. Hard, so... hard fought to get this, in, this episode yeah. to play on my TV. This was The Inspector. Um, Adora loses her Shira sword, the sword of secrets. Um, and her, Yeah, it her... gets picked up by someone. Yeah, and all her companions are captured. He-Man zips over. He portals over. Is this when they talk to him in the mirror? Who? When they reach out to Sorceress in the mirror and they're talking back and forth? I don't know. Did- <laughs> Your face! I'm in the middle of a you recap actually, here, man. You actually were visibly crestfallen at me asking you a simple question. Go ahead with your, go ahead with your recap. Sorry. Well, they find out in the course of uh, all these goings on that that there's an inspector being sent from. <laughs> this is ludicrous. Go from, ahead. <laughs> it's very sitcommy from Horde Prime, which 
Which I raises know. a lot of questions. Yeah. So which is Hordak's boss, I guess. He's sending an inspector to be like, what kind of shit show you running over there, Hordak? Right. And which is a fair question. Yeah, they end up capturing him and then He Man or Adam as Adam, or is it He Man? Is he He Man? Or I think he's Adam. Mm, I don't remember. He poses <laughs> It's also barely important. <laughs> I think he's Adam, but he poses as the Horde inspector. They end up they get in and they free. Oh yeah, he puts a fake beard on. Uh, it's yeah. so stupid. They free Shira's pals. They find the sword and save the day. It's also weird because um, they made a narrative choice, which was they showed Hordak what his inspector would look like. They showed him a sh- picture of him, right? Uh, Horde Prime, I guess. Which made I'm like, this adds a lot of like legwork that that you have to do narratively. You could just say, we're sending an inspector and then have He-Man be the inspector. But yeah, it made it very confusing. I did, I found this very funny in that He-Man, once again, shows a million times more personality than he ever did on his actual show. Um, he just kept saying things like, squeaky doors, please make a note of that, to uh, Odora, who <laughs> yeah. is also in like, you know, inspector uniform. Uh, he also criticizes the robot formation because they uh, secretly trip the robot hordes uh, into falling over while they were marching. And he's like, oh, please make a note of that. It's very charming. But it, it, it was very sitcom-y, but it felt so silly that I'm like, well, now who's Horde Prime? Is this the first time we've yeah. met Horde Prime? What is this structure we've got going on? Because Hordak rules this entire planet. So who is Horde Prime? Horde Prime seems like, the, it's like a Snoke kind of vibe. He's like talking to him on the, the big screen. He's just a smoke, but then this like mechanical arm comes out when he's like angry and it's just Through like- Through the teleprompter or something? Yeah. It yeah. felt very- um. Snoke is a good comparison. It also felt very Dr. Claw to me because yes. we never actually see him. Yes. Either way, dumb. Astrocom <laughs> is called the Astrocom, too. Which sure, I really thank enjoyed. you. Which it also lessens Hordak into a middle manager of right. space. Yeah. We also find out that um, Man at Arms' name is Duncan in this episode because <laughs> Adam and Man at Arms are hanging out and he calls him Duncan like th- two or three times. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure. That whole episode where we were talking about uh, when we were talking about Tila's parentage, we didn't mention his name at all. Just Man at Arms, my dad, Man at Arms. But now all of a sudden <laughs> right. we're dunking this and Duncan. dunking that. Sorry, now, I had confused Man at uh, Arms with uh, Ram Man. I had confused the uh, two together. But yes, we those do layered see- characters. That you- <laughs> also, can we, we talk about? Yes, we do hear Duncan. Can we talk about Inspector Darkening? The inspector, can you, do you sure. want to describe him a little bit? Uh, is this the real inspector? Yes. He is a, a, a skinny guy. He has an, a robot eye patch, maybe. Very by the books. Uh, you know, he arrives know. in a play. I don't know if I, I have didn't, I didn't put much you on more information I should, about him. I should, have, I should have just said, yeah, that was stupid, right? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Thank you for, for that perfect setup. And if I do say so myself, I just knocked it out of the park. <laughs> also, we're, we, when they're, um, like in the kind of before when uh, He-Man and Man-at-Arms are, they're testing out a new shield, he-Man finally figured out a shield. He has this like wristband where he yeah. puts it and it like has a clear shield. When we're like, it seems like you didn't really need a shield because you had the sword. It seemed like you were doing quite well. Yeah. But it does like, it's like, yes, thank you for having a shield finally. 
I also got annoyed at this episode because uh, when She-Ra finally transforms, because she loses her sword, and then yeah. she finally gets her sword, she finally gets to transform much later than a usual episode. Yeah. And uh, while she's transforming, the shot just cuts to Adam, who like looks on approvingly, and I'm like, <laughs> this is the one bit of an- animation you have no qualms about reusing every episode, and then suddenly it's like, but what's Adam think of all this? And we <laughs> cut over to him for him to smile and nod, and then cut back to Shira. First off, don't interrupt my song. <laughs> and don't like, don't curtail this woman's transformation. When we have to like sit through like what amounted to like thirty straight minutes of Adam transforming during the sixty-five episodes of He-Man, Ugh. it does seem like Shira had a little bit m- bigger animation budget. It's not. It does. It's feel not that, a it doesn't lot feel more. As recycled. It's not a lot more, but like maybe five percent more because they yeah, did. I, like, I totally agree. I feel yeah. like this whole thing feels like. Um, I was like, wow, they, they, this is a lot better because I was not looking forward to this um, after our experience with He-Man. I was like, oh, great, six more of these things. But it does seem like they, they probably because He-Man was such a hit, uh, they got a bigger budget yeah. and made even the slightest effort right. story-wise. Yeah. We also find out that Criterium is the strongest metal in this universe. Ah, yes. <laughs> I thought it was Unobtainium uh, or, you know, what's that Wakanda shit? Vibranium. Vibranium, of course. There's this but moment. But it was crem- crematorium or whatever cre- you said. Criterium, <laughs> you bastard. How dare you? Uh, there's this moment where they're still pretending to be the inspector and Adora's pretending to be the assistant. And they're shown the jail cell where all Shira's friends are. Oh, yeah. and, and he like really forcefully elbows she- Adora, it's really, we ran around it like three times because it was really like, yeah, first of all, yes, everybody saw that. Second of all, why did you hit her so hard? That was weird. It was very strange. This is when they trick uh, Hordak into going into his own jail cell to prove how secure it is and then lock him in there and free Bo and the rest. And the rest. Yeah, correct. I'm thinking about um, getting a large tank with my face on the front. It's basically Thomas the Tank Engine, with, but with Hordak's face. Did you notice that? That is a very nice look. I yes. believe also, um, it seems like a trope from cartoons, until you realize that Benito Mussolini was really into doing that same shit. I think he had a oh. building where his whole face is like like protruding out the side of it. Mm. Cool. So it's not just in shitty cartoons. It's also from shitty people in general. <laughs> Well, you know, we'd never do that here in the United States, like have someone that just kind of puts their name all over everything. Certainly not in the, you know, in the White House. So They would never ascend to the, to the White House. No, we would never be so dumb. Our, our own crystal castle. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of it as a uh, castle grayskull, as a, mm. a horror house. <laughs> horror hall. Horror, horror hall. hall. They used to call it that, and then they're like, oh, call it the White House, it's fine. <laughs> Take down those cobwebs. Yeah. We're just gonna. We're just going with White House. We're not doing the horror thing anymore. We, yeah, Thomas we Jefferson. I said, take him down. Take it down. Take it down. Dolly. Well, there you Dolly go. Madison. <laughs> I like that they're all decorating it at once. <laughs> it's just a project we're doing. Shira, babe. We watched Jeez. some Shira. There's She's a lot, a lot more episodes that we did not watch, but I feel like True. I got. I feel like I get it. <laughs> I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. Do you want to just zip onto the verdict? 
Lead me, uh, show me the way. Uh, through here. Come, follow me! Follow my sword of uh, opinions about TV shows. Strong, strong. He ended strong is the important thing. Here we are. I'm going to give my verdict first. Ooh, what a twist. Go ahead. Because you won't ask me. So. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. This is a little Sadie Hawkins kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely better than He-Man. And, uh, so, okay, character design, maybe not always, because some of the character design stuff in He-Man is and, – and maybe it's it's definitely clouded by some nostalgia just because I had more He-Man action figures. You know, they're more like the – I would think of classic, but I definitely had some of these action figures, and there were some cool cartoony uh, – character design the animation is generally better there was more depth to the characters um i think it's got some more interesting mythos in there this is still very very bad and very boring <laughs> your inner child is an idiot <laughs> well there you have it um <laughs> yes he-man was absolutely atrocious and so as i said i was not looking forward to doing this and i was pleasantly surprised by the attempts made yes. at world building, which I thought He-Man was very much lacking in, creating stakes in that there are people that inhabit this world, whereas He-Man seems to just be a deserted hellscape inhabited by literally one family and Skeletor's hordes. And I'm like, what's the problem? Take it, Skeletor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's the um, one this- that's not ruled by Skeletor yet. Like this Correct. is the one that's ruled. This, this is this, this is the one ruled by King Randor or whatever yeah. the fuck his name is. This was a lot better in that it gave us a villain that, while not as interesting character-wise as Skeletor, actually seems to have accomplished something. I don't even know why he's being inspected. He rules a planet, Horde yeah, Prime. You won. Um, he did it, um, and gives the Dora a very interesting backstory, at least on paper. I don't know if she ever amounts to a very interesting character, right? But it is a very interesting backstory. I will, I will lean on the side, and this might be just because he-, he Man was so absolutely abysmal. But I will say, your inner child is not Whoa! an idiot. Um, this still seems like here very, we like, by go. The numbers. Feminist agenda. <laughs> <laughs> this is very by the numbers, like cartoon show where everything just resets at the end of the episode and there's a lot of recycled animation still. Yeah. There's there's one that they use of Adora even during the intro where she's a little wonk-eyed and I'm like, don't reuse this one as much. She's <laughs> looking directly into the camera but one of the eyes isn't exactly aligned correctly. I'm like, this one's no good. Hey, this one should go back. Diversity means all kinds of people, <laughs> not just different races, okay? I will also add... That as a treat for myself, I watched two episodes of the Netflix reboot of She-Ra, Ooh. which is much better. I thought we were going to watch really that for focuses, our patrons. Uh, we should watch that for our patrons. But uh, really delves into the idea of She-Ra, or Adora at least, being one of Hordak's minions and having to leave a life behind her in order mm. to join the rebellion. At least that was the impression I got from uh, this one. They're much younger in this. They're very much played towards the... T- the teen archetypes. And the new one. So it was a little bit more difficult to be as attracted to Bo. I found a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're brave. You're so brave. <laughs> but uh, I, I, that seems uh, like it has a lot of uh, potential. Again, I just watched the fir- first two episodes, but it seemed really well done. 
Um, so I highly recommend that. Highly recommend? I two episodes, Damon. Get Slow down. <laughs> Hold your horses. But it, it seems like it, it was would be very good, and the reviews seem to be really positive. So check that out instead of watching this version. But I still stand by. Your inner child is not quite an idiot, especially if you were watching He-Man a lot. Hit us up. Let us know why Damon is wrong. 615-576-0525. You can leave us a message or text us. You can email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media, uh, but, you know, it's ruining the world. So we don't spend as much time on there as we probably would would be served to, you know, if we wanted to. Would be served to. It was a hard sentence to finish, (laughs) but I did my best. Uh, I want to thank my friend Russ Weaver for the use of his song Top of Two. I want to thank Benny Goldstein for editing this episode. We also want to thank the uh, patrons of our show for supporting, including Dan McIntyre, Beth Sermont, David Mort, Jonathan Day, Just Cuz, Scalphosaurus, the supreme ruler of this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, mm, mm, uh, yes, Dr. Malcolm's uh, uh, heaving bosom, <laughs> Heather Tuggle, Tyler Richardson. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Karen Curd. Lindsay Nell. The Zesty. Jacob Grimm. Particle Man, who's one of the lesser-known She-Ra antagonists. <laughs> Damon's Australian accent. Dramatically placed hot dog. Also an un- a lesser-known uh, She-Ra enemy. <laughs> Larissa Maestro. T. Smith. Jeremy Powlin. <laughs> Kevin from Cleveland. His honor, the mayor. Thank you all very, very much. We really appreciate you. your support. We really do. And uh, if you want to become a patron like them, patreon.com slash your child's an idiot. Damn it. So goodbye. I guess it's off to. I wish we could just totally take that as our theme song because it's, it's dope. No, it's a it's an absolute uh, podcast, banger as podcast. the kids were, were too recently saying. Uh, I've got to go. I've got to do more bow fan fan art uh, before oh, before okay. the end of the day. You before know. they before you get cut off from the internet again. Yeah, before they just shut down my accounts entirely. When Google's like, look, look, we we're all ag- attracted to bow. We had an agreement. Stop it. <laughs> we had an agreement that you would stop and we would remove you from.